This one is going to be a great story, mainly because we just caught DHS referring to my coverage on the Biden border crisis as unfavorable. Yes, badge of honor. We'll get to that in just a second. But ultimately, I reached out to DHS last week to follow up on a story that we previously did two weeks ago. And in that story, if you recall, it was about TSA allowing illegal migrants to board commercial flights without proper identification. So like how you and I would have to show a real ID, a passport, some valid proof of who you are, proof who you are when you get to TSA, these illegal migrants aren't doing that. Instead, TSA told me that they're actually just taking the uh, DHS paperwork. So whatever official DHS paperwork they're being provided with, TSA takes that and they allow that to have them boarding these planes. And so we ultimately don't know who these people are. And so I was concerned. I went and reached out to DHS last week, like, like I said, and I asked DHS, hey, guys, uh, what documents are you being presented with to validate who these people are? Are you getting uh, passports from their nation of origin or anything, anything to prove that they are who they say they are? And uh, DHS gave me this statement. It's very fluffy, doesn't really answer any of my questions. Uh, so we'll kind of just skim through it. TSA verifies the identity of every traveler, but they are permitted to enter the security area of an airport. TSA does not only rely on the information and identification documents presented for inspection. It's used TSA, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it literally just goes on any non-citizen who poses a threat to public safety or national security is detained by DHS or turned over to another agency for investigation or prosecution. Any individual who poses a public security threat is not permitted by TSA into the secure area of an airport. Okay, again, nothing. It's a word salad. It goes on. You guys could read it here. I've also posted it on my Twitter page as well as Substack. Word salad, nothing of substance. But after they sent me this statement, somebody from TSA accidentally poor girl, forwarded me an email from DHS. So ultimately, so it doesn't get confusing, DHS, after I reached out for comment, emailed TSA. In that email, and we have that here, DHS says, hey, TSA friends, just got the below request regarding non-citizen screening. Looks like she may have been given an old TSA statement, which is not necessarily accurate. As a reminder, please use the below going forward in regards to this issue. I know the reporter won't be favorable, but we will send the clear language. Thanks. And at the bottom, as you see there, there is the response that they gave me, which again, word salad, nothing of substance. And um, they're now orchestrating with TSA on how they're gonna respond to these things. And it's pretty much nothing of substance. The original message I got from TSA actually really showed us a lot. It showed that DHS is the only real source when it comes to verifying this information and DHS can't tell me what documents they're obtaining to verify these people are who they say they are. It's all kind of confusing, uh, as many of you might know. It also might make you feel a little unsafe, but I want to bring in somebody who's very familiar with TSA and DHS and how they operate. I want to bring in former ICE agent Victor Avila. He is also running for Congress uh, at Texas in the 23rd district. Victor, thank you for being here. Um, I got this message from DHS. And I forwarded it to you, see if you can make anything out of it. Uh, what did you make out of it? Because me, it was like a word salad. I didn't really get much from it. Uh, thank you, Brianna, Brianna, for having me. And, and I did read that statement. And, I, and I, like I responded to you, I thought it was comical. Uh, it, it is almost, um, uh, it's embarrassing. And for those people that, that might not know anything that was going on, they might take that response at face value and think that that's real and that's the truth which is absolutely not. Uh, part of the, the statement that got me is that uh, they vet these individuals and uh, they're able to 
track if they're uh, any threat. How, how would they know that if they don't know who they actually are? How would they know that they're a, they face a threat or pose a threat to the United States of America if at that point they've already allowed them through uh, the checkpoint? By the way, uh, I want to make something really clear here. The people that are also, uh, you know, a part of this whole fiasco are the airlines. Uh, the airlines have, have are being paid, obviously, and are being compensated for allowing thousands and tens of thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands at this point of illegal aliens to get on their airplanes. I have personally witnessed it. I have witnessed it in many airports in Del Rio, Texas, in San Antonio, Texas, in El Paso, Texas, where the illegal aliens have now in some instances have their own line because they have no ID. Now, to make it clear here, the paperwork that the Border Patrol agents give the illegal aliens at the time of processing, and I'm doing air quotes here because uh, it's not a true vetting processing. Really, it is the illegal alien provides the Border Patrol agent, and not all of them are Border Patrol agents, by the way. Some of them are processing agents that have been hired just specifically to input the data of what the illegal alien tells them. And I'm talking about biographical information, name, date of birth, and a possible address of where they're going into the U.S. That's it. They get issued this paperwork, different paperwork, by the way. It gets a little confusing. Uh, mostly it's a notice to appear, an NTA. Uh, others are notice to report, an NTR. Uh, some are, give, are putting on ankle bracelets. Most are not. And here we go. Uh, they're released with this paperwork on buses and on airplanes. The TSA is using that paperwork as a valid ID that you and I possess to get on an airplane, which is completely insane to me. I have actually challenged TSA uh, twice, once in Del Rio Airport and once in San Antonio, Texas. And I uh, purposefully went behind illegal aliens, right behind them, a nice witness. And I actually, in one case, videotaped it with my phone as the TSA allowed these illegal aliens. In one case, there was people from Uganda, Africa, in front of me allowed to go through the TSA checkpoint without any ID. No one that's a United States citizen is allowed to do this. No one. I can guarantee you this. But if you're illegal, yes, you can. And so then I proceeded and on purpose, I walked through and continued to walk through without showing my ID. And I was immediately pulled back and I was questioned and, and they said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm walking in. And then they said, where's your ID? I said, why do I have to show you my ID? I'll show you my ID when they show you ID. Uh, you know, uh, uh, pointing out the illegal aliens. And then they started questioning me and giving me a hard time. Uh, who are you and what do you want? And I told them I was an American. I'm a concerned American. I didn't even tell them that I was a retired special agent with, uh, with uh, Homeland Security Investigations. Plus, I reminded them about 9-11 and what, you know, and all this doesn't mean that I'm, you know, uh, putting all the pressure on that one TSA agent there. It's obviously coming from the administration and, and from Mallorcas and, and the bigger picture here. But nevertheless, it's happening right on the ground, right in front of us, at the river, at our airplanes, at our bus stations, allowing people to come into our country without any vetting. That's why we have these procedures. That's why we have checkpoints. That's why we have, by the way, the Border Patrol checkpoints down at the border are closed right now. I just drove by uh, Highway 57 off of uh, uh, Eagle Pass, Texas. It's closed. There's no one manning it. That's another checkpoint that we have to detect human smuggling, illegal aliens, drug traffickers, and such. Well, all of these measures that we have in place doesn't matter if, we're, if the Biden administration continues to ignore the rule of law.
Yeah. And it's deeply concerning because, I mean, look, we saw a bunch of reports last year come out that all these suspected terrorists were caught coming into our country. Those are the ones that were caught, not even the ones that weren't caught. And you've obviously got people on the ground that you still speak with. Uh, I'm hearing from great reporters like combat reporter uh, Michael Yawn that a lot of these people that he's interacting with are young men of military fighting age and that they do have some type of military training and that there it might be something there. How concerned are you from what you're hearing and how does this affect, how does this kind of like affect TSA and our security issues that we're seeing at the airports? I'm very concerned about it. As you know, I worked as a U.S. diplomat, as an agent in Mexico, and I've been uh, interacting with these people for a long time. And I'm talking about special interest aliens, SIAs, that we refer to that have possible ties to terrorism. I have interviewed them in Mexico from Bangladesh, Syria, Yemen, uh, Somalia with interpreters and have had very difficulty back then getting any information from them, let alone their actual identity. They had one identity in the southern border of Mexico. They had a second identity in Mexico City and then a third identity when they come up to our border. And so we were trying to implement, you know, these uh, uh, biometrics to identify these individuals to at least know that it's the same person going through this journey and of course potential terrorism here and, and this is my biggest concern absolutely should be a biggest concern for all americans because i'm talking about public safety and national security and yes if if we're not doing it at the border then you figure well maybe the checkpoint well maybe the airplane well maybe the bus station well we're not doing it anywhere and these people are in our country you, you mentioned that over 250 have been caught can you imagine now how many individuals with terroristic ties have actually entered this country? And I'll tell you right now, if you have any doubt that these people are in this country, you better erase that doubt because they are here. I'm telling you, they've been in this country. And the problem is that they've used the southern border and Mexico to access us. Yeah, it's deeply concerning. I don't I don't know what could physically be done on our part, because right now we have an administration that's ignoring the security issues. It's literally the only obligation of our federal government is to protect us and the homelands. And they are, I'm going to have to just say intentionally failing at this point, because they know the security threats that we're facing right now. We have DHS coming out and saying, yeah, we're probably going to see maybe more terrorism threats popping up. Uh, and they're continuing to allow this to happen. And it's the same agency that's sitting here and, and you know, not happy with my coverage, because I'm being honest with people. Uh, Gosh, Victor, for Americans at home right now looking to come up with a solution, some type of call of action, how do they get involved and kind of push back at potentially asking the Biden administration to take this issue seriously? Or is there anything that can be done? Because ultimately, it doesn't look like this administration wants to resolve this issue at all. This administration is, is 100 percent uh, doing this deliberately. It's on yeah. purpose. But us as Americans do have the duty, I believe, and a lot of times people think, well, do I call the White House? No, you could start by being getting involved at your local level. I'm running for U.S. Congress, but I'm a big believer in local politics. I think you need to go get involved at, at your school board, at your city council, your county commissioners. That's where you start putting the pressure at the local level, because the left has done this to us for many, many years and taken over these spots where, you know, politics is from the bottom up, not the other way around. And you and yes, you can call your congressman and yes, you can call your state rep and continue to put the pressure. We need to speak out. We need to be loud. The left with such small numbers 
are louder and, and, and imagine to be, they put out this picture that there's uh, the majority and they're not. The majority are conservative Americans that want security. They want to be safe in their neighborhoods. And, you know, the economy and everything else that's impacted, by the way, uh, by the border situation. I've been talking about this for years, Brianna, uh, about the school systems being impacted, the healthcare systems, the uh, criminal justice system. Well, guess what? All these towns and all these cities across the United States and every state now have now are witnessing firsthand what this open border catastrophe is happening to their small towns and they don't like it. And all of a sudden I, I say, you know, being a victim at a crime at the hands of one of these legal aliens, at that point, it's too late. We need to make sure that we hold our all our elected officials accountable and put the pressure. We got to remind them that they work for us. And that's what I want to do. I want to go back and give the power back to the people where it belongs. Yeah, yeah. And Victor, that's why it's so important to support your candidacy for Congress, because there's very few people who are outspoken and willing to talk about these issues. Everyone's trying to tap dance around what the issue really is here. And you're not one of those uh, people. You take on this issue head on and you're not afraid to fight. And that's the kind of people we need in Congress. So again, you are running for Congress in the 23rd District of Texas. And before you go, I wanted to get to the story because I before I before I forget because it was such an interesting story that came out of OAN. Monica Page actually is the one who put this up. Uh, it is that the FBI gun background checks the database so far has nearly seen 14 million yes. illegal immigrants applying for guns in our country. Victor, as we just spoke about before we go, uh, how concerning is that for you? Because it sounds like to me that they're getting ready for something. I mean, why would they even be applying for these guns? Why do they even think that they're eligible to receive firearms in our country? This is one of the biggest reasons why I'm running against the incumbent that, that's there that, by the way, happens to have an R in front of his name. But he voted, and this is guy goes just writing with this with the story. He voted uh, to restrict you and me, a law-abiding U.S. citizens, from obtaining a firearm and voted in, in, in favor of red flag laws. Yet you have illegal aliens purchasing guns like crazy, and nobody's checking them. They're checking us, kind of like the same thing at the airport. All the pressure and all the, uh, you know, uh, J January Sixers and all these people, we all law-abiding citizens are getting put pressure on us. Yet where the, I think the attention should be is on these potential terrorists, on the illegal aliens and the vetting that they require, especially when they come to purchase a gun. Why is it that they want to restrict me from doing it, but not people that are coming from 150 different countries? And the number just came out, by the way, Brianna, for last month, over 300,000 illegal aliens entered. I think it was over 302,000. This has shattered every single record uh, that has ever existed when it comes to illegal immigration that they're actually counting. Remember, I want people to remember that there's still a lot of smuggling happening of human beings, human trafficking, the fentanyl, the meth. All that is pouring right in because we don't even have Border Patrol's manning the border anymore. As a matter of fact, they're taking U.S. Customs inspectors, the ones in blue, and taking them for the ports of entry. And, and you have one line uh, of entry point in Eagle Pass, Texas, that takes you 12 hours to cross in the vehicle because they've pulled them to also uh, process illegal aliens. This is upside down and backwards. This administration needs to be held accountable. Uh, a big delegation is going to the border tomorrow. Uh, the incumbent that I'm running will, will against is going to is there now all of a sudden in favor of border security when he was the one responsible for killing the border security bill earlier this year. So mm -hmm. I tell people, don't be fooled. Look into your uh, candidates. Uh, if you want to vote for Tony Gonzalez, you're voting for the Democrats. And I want to have the opportunity to give uh, the people, like I said, the power back and really, really uh, go back to fundamentals here and protect our sovereignty. It is being demolished as we speak.
Yeah. Yeah, Victor, I mean, I, every time I talk to somebody in that district, the 23rd district, um, it's not just you I speak to, I've spoken to a lot of people. Uh, they constantly call out Tony Gonzalez for selling them out, for only wanting to be in front of a camera. And um, it's really upsetting. I don't know how he continues to get reelected, but we need people like you pushing back. So I, I got to tell everyone, our whole audience, you got to go to Victor Avila for forcongress.com. Check out his campaign. If you'd like to make a donation, we definitely need to support you, Victor, what you've done for years. I mean, I've known you since I was over at Fox Corp. You've been doing this for quite some time now. You've been speaking out on these issues. You're somebody who could really be a great asset to not only the Republican Party, but this country in Congress. So thank you, Victor, for being here. Again, it's Victor Avila for Congress.com. We appreciate your time as always, and we'll stay in touch. Hey everyone, I'm getting ready to head out right now, but before I go, I always have to put on some deodorant. And I used to look all the time for the best deodorant. I couldn't find it on the shelves at all until our good friends over at Give a Derm came out with a brand new deodorant. This one's called Pits Me Off. It's incredible. Watch this, it's super easy. Ta-da, and that's all you need. And it dries super quick. Obviously, I'm wearing black. There's no white residue left over. It's a natural deodorant. It's made right here in the USA. There's none of those Chinese harmful chemicals also included in it. It's giveaderm.com, and then use the promo code Brianna for 10% off. You gotta try it. I wanna let our audience in on a little secret. I'm saving hundreds of dollars each year after switching over both of my lines to Patriot Mobile. Yes, so now my business and personal line are with Patriot Mobile. Now Patriot Mobile uses the same towers that you're probably already using now, except it's less expensive. So my 5G towers that I love to use my old provider, I'm still using them now. I'm just paying significantly less money to do so. And on top of it all, Patriot Mobile believes in the same things you and I believe in. They have the same morals. So they donate to causes that are like pro-life causes, veteran causes, and even the NRA. It's incredible. So I highly recommend you head over to PatriotMobile.com right now, take a look at their plans and sign up. And today, if you sign up and use promo code Brianna, they're going to waive the activation fee. Yes, you heard it right. They're going to waive the activation fee. Just make sure you use promo code Brianna, B-R-E-A-N-N-A. You guys, I've said it once before, so I'm gonna say it again. And under the Biden regime, I've never been more worried about my financial future. I called my good friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott, because I wanted to come up with a plan put in place to make sure I was secure. And he came up with a plan for me to invest in silver. I'm rich. I've got my silver. I'm feeling so much better about my future. I highly recommend you give him a call and just chat with his team. 720-605-3900. And you could also head over to his website if you'd like to schedule an appointment. It's kirkelliottphd.com slash Brianna. And if you enjoyed that segment, make sure you hit that like button. And if you want to see the news before it becomes the news, you have to subscribe to our channel. And well, if you have a liberal friend that you're looking to save, make sure you share this content with them.